welcome everyone as Fantastic Geek gets ready for Ms. Marvel. My name is Matt, and joining me as always is Pete. Hello, Pete. Hello, Matt. Hello, everyone. Here today to talk Ms. Marvel. Matt, it's hard to believe here. This our 30th podcast feed. It is absolutely insane and uh our listeners have made this possible you know pete it doesn't help that some of these shows now don't run 120 episodes a show anymore and have shorter seasons and so forth but the 30th feed here and pete one bringing things home new jersey's own superhero uh being podcasted by us two jersey boys you know We're going to talk primarily about the trailer here and the premiere date, that of Wednesday, June 8th. Matt, just a little over six weeks away. This is we're uh, finishing up the last two weeks here of uh, the Moon Knight season. Hopeful for more crossing fingers, getting ready for Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness. But, uh, you know, to see this trailer about a month ago uh kamala khan here this super stylized kind of comic book mashup you know whether it's the the dialogue i hope it's not just a trailer thing i hope maybe that kind of gets to happen throughout the show at times not always and then uh we get the character who's got kind of the uh you know neon uh uh devil horns kind of done there like we knew that this show was gonna pop and you can't watch this trailer and not feel super relatable and just enthusiastic about what is one of marvel's most coveted comic titles um but the word I think is infectious. This trailer is infectious. It is. And you know, Pete, the trailer is a far cry from Tony Stark dealing with marriage and being a father of a young child. It is however, a reminder, Pete, we were all teenagers once, maybe in some cases, uh, it's not as recent as it used to be and so forth, such as the flow of time, but just as there can be, touchstones from childhood touchstones from adolescence whether it's you know you know home alone is evergreen regardless of how old you are the john hughes movies speak to the perpetual high schooler in all of us and so forth i was getting that feeling too from this trailer where it's like oh right kamala khan uh does not walk a path uh now or or the path i used to walk and all that there's a lot of differences there but the similarities of you know school am i right and expectations and all of that and the the power of it to to kind of start with her with the starting line way 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 back there you know she dare not dream to be a superhero superheroes don't look like her and don't come from places like jersey city to start from there and to know obviously with confidence because we see some of the special effects stuff and there she is using powers and flying and zip zop zooping and all of that but then to know you know, there's oftentimes with these shows, you say, well, what's the multi-season plan? What's the what's the landing point? How far have they sketched it out? To know that after this sixth episode, regardless of whether there are more episodes to come or not, 
to know that her landing point is the Marvels, um, you know, to know that this character from Jersey City, New Jersey is going to end up there with Captain Marvel and there kind of at the, you know, at the highest heights of the next great turn in the MCU film. And it just adds to that sense of inspiration. To take Iman Vellani here and to give her this turn and this just winning come of age story of a super fan, a, a stand, Matt, if I can use, you know, the word that the kids do of, uh, you know, Captain Marvel. Uh, funny to think I say now that we've had Captain Marvel uh, introduced that's you know, been in the MCU now for three years. We're getting ready at least for the release date of the Marvels. I still think that might move up a little bit, maybe to this year and swap with Black Panther, given that there's been the, you know, delay there. We'll have to see. I think our cup with really runneth over if we got um, Kamala Khan times two this year but this first trailer just so squarely focused on her super relatable struggle i think wise to to go with the the younger high school aspect here and all right there's going to be the mean girls that tease about superheroes and you know the uh, the boy she's got a crush on and, and doing all of that. And then you add in the the family and the background conflict. Um, you know, I've I've said all along, I think this has the greatest potential to be the biggest breakout hit for Marvel Studios on Disney Plus thus far. And I think given Matt where we started with WandaVision and the just unpredictable, unexpected ride that Moon Knight has been and everything in between, that's a super high bar. I would add to it, Pete, a couple of thoughts coming from a couple different properties and directions and so forth. You know, there's been so much discussion on Star Trek and how do we kind of grow the audience anew? How do we get new folks, uh, you know, in and whatnot? I think you know, a lot of what we've seen in the Marvel Studios Disney Plus era, you know, it's obviously been pre-existing characters and and kind of like adult problems, albeit relatable, you know, um, to, to whatever degree, Pete, you know, uh, whether a robot exists or not, is he figment or is he real, you know, that, that we can all relate to. Um, but it's it's easier for the MCU to say, hey, here's an entry point for younger people, uh, younger in age and young at heart and all of that. Um, so that kind of addresses a you know one of the multifaceted things of uh, you know multifaceted faces of uh, of pop culture properties today. I also I have to think, Pete, and I you know I don't remember when various dates were announced for this versus other things, but come June eighth, come that first episode of Ms. Marvel, the younger audience that has kind of been somewhat fallow in terms of having a thing to coalesce around fallow since the last release of stranger things uh season three they will have come together again uh mm -hmm. a week or two prior for the first half of stranger things season four and because of that netflix model which has its pluses and has its minuses 
you know, every Stranger Things fan will be full up on Stranger Things season four, part one, uh, by the end of the first week in June. And now there will be this potential. What's the next thing where it's going to be driving that, that ineffable thing that, that, that is, you know, being a teenager and, and feeling all that potential and outsider and all these things all at once. Mm. Um, I, I would argue that perhaps Ms. Marvel is uniquely suited to say, Hey, you enjoy stranger things. Come on over here, even though it's, you know, two separate streamers and all of that. And I completely agree. And I think, uh, Iman Vellani's doing a couple things. One, I, I detect a real, like Haley Steinfeld energy, uh, even to the dialogue here and what with what Kate Bishop has done in popping up in the MCU and, and where we hope to see her next. I think that's a real big positive. And then I know there's been some uh, grousing about, oh, they didn't make her an inhuman and she puts on a wristlet and then she gets her powers and oh wait like they're not gonna have her do the comic accurate stuff like it's kind of difficult again with the pseudo grounded realism that this mcu has trafficked in for so long to be doing that i mean they did the fist in the trailer okay you got that um but as she touches upon this is some sort of cosmic connection ability rather than the inhuman route which matt we've been there in the mcu adjacent ish now i mean it's still fantastic geek will tell you it's all connected but you know that uh thankfully inhumans remains a a thing that is on disney plus in a different corner And, and hey, go explore it. And if you enjoyed it, great. Uh, check out our podcast. We enjoy talking about it. Uh, but I think best for everyone that they did not make her at least ostensibly an inhuman. And I would add to that, I don't know if some of the grousing uh, comes out of, you know, a genuine protectiveness over this character of Kamala Khan, Ms. Marvel, still a relatively new character having debuted in August 2013 before getting her own series uh, early the following year. So, so I get that I get that there's not a lot of history, and if you're going to rewrite that history uh, in the adaptation process, how that could feel like, you know, no, you're taking my Ms. Marvel from me. I will, however, Pete, point out the long game. Do you remember in the 1930s and 1940s when Batman shot people and killed people? Um, and I, I think uh, even Alfred died initially, and then they kind of retconned, like, oh, he didn't. My point is this. In the adaptation process, you can make changes along the way. Um, I would agree it does not make sense to have to, this sudden change uh, in Kamala Khan. It does not make sense to do it through the inhuman process if that's how you want to go you know regular kid who's not you know billionaire playboy philanthropist or who's not you know all of a sudden called by the galactic core etc etc um the inhuman process is great for the comics there are other tools at hand how about what's most important is you have this character um 
ready to go from from modest beginnings and, and, and quite frankly, ready to uh, demonstrate a traditionally underrepresented portion of the audience and so forth, and to give us really brand new tales, which has been a common thread for our Moon Knight podcast, people saying, I don't know what's going to happen next. I don't have the expectation that, um, you know, the Kryptonian ship will land, I don't know, in Kansas. Like, I don't know what's going to happen next. I think that joy is going to be multiplied for Ms. Marvel when you say, I know she's going to be a hero, but I don't know what the path is because it's not deeply ingrained as part of the international consciousness. I would see that point with one exception. I know of so many fans of this character who are just so joyful to finally have some some moving images of this show. And as we you know, get closer to it. I mean, I, I look at the end, her sitting on the street light, looking into New York City, Matt, a, a view we can drive not very far and enjoy the same. The, the scarf hanging off there, you know, right from a comic page, from a panel. This also used for their, uh, at least the, the first poster they've put out. And, you know, this is super aspirational. This is right in the wheelhouse. I think they're, they're looking at a multi-quadrant hit here, squaring it all up. And I think people are really excited. I I think what you were mentioned before about the grousing is, is not from a protective standpoint. It's from a, a get-off-my-lawn if there's those types of people that read miss marvel standpoint well and i'll i'll try and turn those lemons or, or some lemons into lemonade by way of the following i think pete you and i and our listeners were so excited to go down this new journey with these characters with these actors and so forth i'm sure along the way despite my best efforts and your best efforts there's going to be some mispronounced names here and there there's going to be some some opportunity uh, maybe maybe pitfalls for mistakes, but how about opportunity for you know learning and growth? Whether it's you, you know pronunciation, whether it's names, whether it's uh, where to put the right emphasis, uh, learning about cultures which are not our own and so forth. And I'm certainly I'm not put off by that. I know you aren't either. I'm excited to learn the real stuff that we can learn. I, I think I I think it was on the Moon Knight podcast as well where I had said you know in its own small way is the MCU making the world a better place by, by giving us these different perspectives. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for this show and not just because, you know, girl with magic powers does, you know, pew pew stuff. I'm excited to learn a little bit about our world too. You know, to think that 21 years after nine 11 to have a superhero TV show, you know, on, maybe the most visible entertainment platform in the world showcasing a young um, Arabic girl, young Muslim uh, girl in a mosque and what this means for representation and understanding and bridging that divide coming on the heels of the other series just mentioning there with Moon Knight of a character with uh, a mental disorder 
set so far primarily uh, in the Middle East. I mean, these are huge, huge strides towards, you know, helping people to see a point of view that for so long has has really only been again the word i can come back to is aspirational and that here you've got the much younger character super accessible and with much like moon knight a a built-in audience but moon knight at least now is nowhere near as popular as ms marvel like that thing jumps off the stacks at stores and has nearly its entire run. Um, so, like I said, I I have nothing but really huge expectations for this thing out of the gate. And, you know, we're so happy to be talking about this. Finally, it feels like we've been waiting forever to talk about this with our listeners. I am sure that mid-May, particularly mid-May being a point where it'll be after the Moon Knight Picard Stranger Worlds Doctor Strange weekend, <laughs> uh, and not quite yet at the uh, we need Kenobi... a name for that week. <laughs> yeah, not quite yet at the Kenobi 101, 102. Uh, also, <laughs> watching for fun, not podcasting Stranger Things, but somewhere squarely in mid May, uh, we will do a proper preview of the season. We'll go down the list of characters and actors and and try and get a sense of where things may be headed, some early theorizing and so forth. Uh, That of course, ahead of weekly uh, weekly podcast episodes, which for at least most of the run or the first half, how about this way, Pete, at least for the June portion of the Ms. Marvel run, uh, we'll be doing our weekly podcasts on Fridays uh, so that'll be, that'll be when you can hear stuff. And if you're sharing information on social media or via email or whatever it might be, that's, you know, you'd want to be getting it in by, you know, Friday evening in order to be part of the discussion there, but absolutely cannot wait to be podcasting Ms. Marvel weekly with each episode. And of course, Matt, all of this, all 30 podcast feeds made possible by the good people at patreon.com slash fantastic geek. Indeed, so proud to be listener-supported. We'll also keep the conversation going. Pete, how can people be in touch with you on Twitter? Find me on Twitter at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J-K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R, 12,457 followers. Can't be wrong. And while I'm personally on Twitter, is looking back lost, do be in touch with the podcast. Comment on FantasticGeek.com. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, where we are Fantastic Geek as well. But wait, Pete, there's more. Facebook.com slash Fantastic Geek with the PH, all one word, like it today. If you're listening on the Pop Culture Podcast feed, which gets every single thing that we do, uh, we'll be talking Moon Knight and Star Trek Picard this weekend. If you're here just for Ms. Marvel, like I said before, back middle of May to preview the season. For now, though, Pete, I will say adios to all our listeners and give you the final word. Talk to you soon. Bye.